Good evening. I now call to order the Shoreline City Council regular meeting for Monday, January 23rd, 2023. Would you please join me in the flag salute? I pledge allegiance to, to the flag, flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Would the clerk please call the roll? Mayor Scully, Deputy Mayor Robertson. Here. Councilmember Ramsdale. Here. Councilmember Mark. Present. Councilmember McConnell. Councilmember Poby. Present. Councilmember Roberts. Here. Um, thank you. I believe Doris McConnell will be here momentarily, and uh, I would like to now entertain a motion to excuse Mayor Scully. So moved. I, I move to excuse Mayor Scully from today's nice council I second meeting. That. Thank you both. Um, all those in favor of excusing Mayor Scully? Aye. 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 All right, thank you. Um, the next item is approval of the agenda. And if there are no objections or comments, the agenda is adopted by unanimous consent. Thank you. Uh, which brings us to the report of the city manager. Mr. Ellington. Good evening, Council, and Happy Lunar New Year. Shore Lake Arts will be holding the second annual Lantern Festival this Saturday at North City Elementary School. Free performances will include a lion dance, kung fu performances, and local singer Jeannie Rake will be performing live music. Asian-inspired food trucks will be there so you can grab a bite. Get more information and find a free printable paper lantern pattern at shorelakearts.org forward slash ladder. We have a volunteer opportunities with the Green Shoreline Partnership coming up this weekend at Twin Ponds Lake, um, Twin Ponds Park, I'm sorry. On Sunday, January 29th from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., volunteers will be removing invasive plants. Um, some tools will be available, so bring your own gloves. Uh, find the link to register and get more information at shorelinewa.gov forward slash calendar. A final reminder that the PROSA plan online open house is available through January 27th. The plan will help guide how money will be spent and what services the city will offer for the next six years. So it's important to make sure the community's input is heard. Please take a few minutes to give us your thoughts. We will have several opportunities um, for public participation throughout the planning process this year. Visit shorelinewa.gov forward slash prosaplan for more information and to access the open house. And finally, City Council will not meet next week. The next City Council meeting will be held Monday, February 6th. The PRCS Tree Board will meet on Thursday, January 26th at 7 p.m. in room 303 and online via Zoom. Planning Commission will meet on Thursday, February 2nd at 7 p.m. in the Council Chamber and online via Zoom. To see meeting agendas and get more information on how to participate in the hybrid meetings, visit shorelinewa.gov forward slash calendar. And that completes the manager's report. Thank you, Mr. Ellington. And the next item on the agenda are council reports. Uh, any council members have any reports tonight? Okay, well, I will just add that I attended the uh, Regional Transit Committee meeting last week. 
Um, we just It was a brief meeting. We mostly talked about the work plan for the upcoming year. We also met the new Metro General Manager, uh, Michelle Allison. It was her first meeting. Um, and also 2023 kicks off 50 years of Metro Transit. So stay tuned to see how they'll be celebrating that. All right. Um, if there are no other council reports, we'll move on to public comment. This is the portion of the meeting where members of the public may address the city council on agenda items or any other topic for three minutes or less, depending on the number of people wishing to speak. The total public comment period will be no more than 30 minutes. If more than 10 people are signed up to speak, each speaker will be allocated two minutes. Ms. Smith, how many individuals have signed up to speak? We have one person um, who is in person and then one signed up online. All right, thank you. So we're gonna call in-person speakers first and online speakers second. When it is your turn, please state your name, city of residence, and any organization represented. And please be advised that your testimony is being recorded. Mrs. Ms. Smith, please call the names of the individuals signed up. Okay, our first speaker is Cliff Cawthorn. Excellent, okay. And who said I need a microphone? There you go. Uh, so hello, council members, and happy 2023. Uh, thank you for allowing me to speak tonight. My name is Cliff Cawthon. I am the advocacy and policy manager for Habitat for Humanity, Seattle King, Kittas Counties. And um, I'm really happy to be here. This is my first council testimony for 2023. So something, you know, is already going well tonight. Right on. So um, first of all, I want to applaud you for your work um, that you've already done on housing and particularly along uh, the Aurora corridor um, I just want to uh, just put that out there first because this is going to really take all of us a regional effort to address the affordable housing crisis and we are in the middle of a crisis we see rising rents um, rising housing costs and too few units to go around for cities like Shoreline people are often forced to leave their communities because uh, this city because they can't afford uh, to live here whether that's owning whether that's renting and unfortunately that is a common um, occurrence that we're seeing in emerging cities um, and Habitat for Humanity, Seattle King, Kiedes Counties, we've been working with community members for 36 years. Uh, so we have homeowners that are nurses, teachers, grocery store workers. So from all of their stories, we really appreciate the gravity of the crisis. In 2023, we really want to work with the City of Shoreline as well as other affordable housing developers and advocates uh, other allies and partners and community members to make sure housing for all is not just a slogan but a reality <coughs> and at least on the local level um, our advocacy is four main pillars uh, reviewing and streamlining the um, the permitting process supporting creation of more affordable housing across the spectrum so from homelessness to home ownership as well as increasing uh, opportunities for black home ownership and closing the home ownership gap and also supporting middle housing and legalizing a diverse range of residential housing types the last pillar you might be familiar with from your previous meetings in december before the winter break and I just want to say that the city of Shoreline really has an opportunity to go forward and to be at the head of the curve when it comes to taking advantage of, well, in responding to population growth by supporting more diverse housing types as well as creating more opportunities for affordable housing, whether that's rental or home ownership opportunities. So in closing, I just want you to consider that when it comes to these questions that 
there is a really great opportunity to empower broad swaths of the community that have previously not been able to even consider home ownership, let alone are, you know, worried every single day about whether they're going to be able to afford the rent or do they spend on food and they can't do both. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Kaufman. Okay, so our next speaker is Darnisha Weary. Um, I'm looking at our list of Zoom attendees and I see someone named Resident. Um, Ms. Weary, if that's you, would you please raise your hand in Zoom? I'm not seeing any hands raised. I can also ask this person to unmute themselves, but... Okay. I don't think Ms. Weary is on the, on the Zoom. Okay. All right, thank you. Um, with that, we will move on to the next item on the agenda, which is the consent calendar, and I'd like to ask for a motion. Councilmember Roberts. I move approval of the consent calendar. Second. Okay. All right, we have a motion and a second. Um, do we say all, do you do a roll call for this one? Remind me. I have in the past, if you'd like me to. Yes, please, please okay. call the roll. Mayor Scully, Deputy Mayor Robertson. Aye. Councilmember Ramsdale. Aye. Councilmember Mark. Aye. Councilmember McConnell. Aye. Councilmember Poby. Aye. Councilmember Roberts. Aye. Okay, the consent calendar passes unanimously. All right, so the next item on the agenda is study item 8A, which is discussion on ordinance 977, amending Shoreline Municipal Code Chapter 905, noise control to exempt parks and recreation noise during regular hours of operation. And I believe we have an in-person and a remote presenter for this. Um, I'll turn it over to Ms. Ainsworth-Taylor. Um, Julie, you have to save that within Zoom. I mean, share it within Zoom. Okay, we're going to get going here. Um, good evening, Council, and happy 2023. It's been a while since I presented to Council, so um, I could drag this out since you've got a short meeting, but no. <laughs> um, so we're here for Ordinance 977, which is a noise control ordinance. Um, and it's going to be in regards to parks and recreation facilities is what we're looking at exempting. So the noise ordinance that's currently on the books was last amended in 2018. And what we did with that is we aligned it with the statutes that are within the Washington Administrative Code that Department of Ecology has jurisdiction over 
and all cities are supposed to be following those noise ordinance standards, so we set it that way. But we do have provisions in there that allow for some exemptions of certain noises, some are at certain times, some are at all the times. For example, an all the time exemption will be the noise generated by the light rail when Sound Transit starts operating their trails, their trains. Um, emergency vehicles, fire alarms, those type of things. And then there's limited hours like noise from construction activities, Monday through Friday from 7 to 10 and on the weekends from 9 to 10 um, type of thing. And while we have also within there um, a limitation or an exemption for city sanctioned events at parks like the Celebrate Shoreline, the movie night in the park, or lunchtime concerts that we do in, at um, some of the parks, letting that go till 11 o'clock at night, we didn't have a really broad one covering all the other types of things that can happen at the parks. Soccer games, basketball games, just kids playing on the playground, dogs barking at the, the off-leash parks. So we wanted to add um, noises arising from the day-to-day -day operations of the parks during their normal business hours. So it's only from the dawn to dusk that our parks are open, not the longer term. Um, if they're there at night, they're still, you know, trespassing and police can be called. It also, the way we wrote it, it doesn't preclude the city from limiting activities in specific areas or specific parks to reflect the actual surrounding neighborhood. We can bring it down in those areas. Um, adopting this ordinance does require the Department of Ecology's approval because it's different than the noise standards in the state laws. Um, I've already previewed it with Ecology and they don't foresee a problem with it, but they do have a 90-day waiting period. So the ordinance in your package shows it won't become effective until 90 days after you adopt it or until, unless Ecology denies it, or unless Ecology approves it earlier. So then the next steps is any other questions that you guys have for me tonight on this or the Parks Fleet and Facilities Manager is online to answer any questions specific about the parks operations and we plan on bringing it back on February 13th for your adoption and then I'll transmit it to Ecology for their 90-day review period. That's it. Okay, thank you. Uh, this is an item for discussion. So I'd like to open it up to the council for any questions conversation hearing none I, I can't remember more please <laughs> so normal uh, just trying to understand what normal operational noise is dawn to dusk only uh, is that the people with the boom box they turn it on real loud is that considered normal operation no, and there is restrictions in the existing noise code about the distance you can hear, for example, a boom box or an audio type of speaker system. Of course, exempt from that would be if you have a special event that you're conducting at a park where you got a special event permit, then those can waive the noise requirements. But those also generally operate during normal hours, like yeah. you're having a picnic or something. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, we've had many demonstrations uh, in the area lately and I was curious on how that worked with uh, the, the speakers involved with that and, and 
how that was taken care of. Uh, lawnmowers and other things like that are all considered regular operations noise, and there's no no restriction on that. Is Correct. That true? And just your standard, if you're out mowing your own lawn at your house, that's considered just regular maintenance of your home, and it, it goes with the 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. weekday, 9 to 10. Don't mow your lawn earlier on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> standard where it's exempt from the noise. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Well, thank you for that very straightforward presentation. And we will look forward to seeing you again or seeing it back on the agenda on February 13th. Would it be okay to come back on consent? Okay, it looks like there is consensus to have that be on the consent okay, great. calendar. Thank All right, um, thank you so much. That was our one and only item of business tonight. Thank you so much for your participation in this meeting, and I now declare it adjourned. <laughs>